Now we have to be careful to understand exactly what's going on in the body when we eat sugar. Most people think, I'm no energy, I'm gonna eat sugar, it's gonna give me energy, right? And that's something that marketing has been telling us for decades. Sugar for breakfast will give you energy, we need sugar to live, etc. What's actually happening, Christian, when we eat sugar, is that there's a pleasure response in the brain. Dopamine gets released and we feel like, whoa, I feel good. But that is not energy, that's just dopamine. Actually, on the inside, when we eat sugar and we have glucose spikes, over time, our little mitochondria get damaged and we become less good at creating energy in the body. Hello, hello, welcome to Heal Thyself. Man, we've done so many shows, I've done so many intros, and it's the same energy behind it. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. You're joining the show, you're listening, you're opening your heart to some information, opening your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual health, sharing this with people you love. I mean, this is it. Where else are we going to be? Today, fantastic show. You already know her. You probably have gone to her page at least once before. If you haven't, you might be living under a rock. Glucose Goddess is on the show for the second time, Jesse and Chow Spay. She is one of the leaders in glucose metabolism. She's a biochemist who's particularly passionate about how we control our blood sugar. And it's really important because if we have blood sugar dysfunction, it oftentimes leads down the road to many issues, many issues. All the systems are affected by poor blood sugar control. And she's going to give us some of the best tips. We're going to go deep into it. It's going to be part two extended, all of the latest research. She's just the best, and I love her on camera. She's really passionate. 2019, one of my first shows was cookware. A lot of you have been asking for cookware show part two, so here you go. I'm going to tell you how to shop for cookware. What is the best cookware out there? Which one is a fake one out there? And which one you absolutely need to avoid? So without further ado, let us get to this newest episode of Heal Thyself. Let's dive in. All right, everyone. Check this out. Go back a few episodes. Not too long ago, I had Jesse and Chow Spear on the show, and she talked about glucose, all of the guidelines about what are the things that are really disrupting our blood sugar and the best hacks that you can do to help control and reduce those blood sugar spikes that are really affecting your health. Well, guess what? She came to LA, and now we got her in person right here on the show, author of The Glucose Goddess Method that is coming out May 2nd, man. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Christian, for having me back. It's a pleasure. I lo- I see, I, uh, I'm giving you the intro, and I see how excited you yeah. are because you're like, yeah, we're going back at this. And, and for those people who haven't listened, you really gave us awesome, easy guidance. This is yes. the best part. Easy. These are things that I do, talking about vinegar before meals. Veggie starters. Starters. Breakfast, clothes on carbs. Yeah, the first episode, we really went into like all the symptoms of glucose spikes, why blood sugar balancing is important for everybody, not just people with diabetes, and all the hacks. So if you haven't listened to that one, go back, because it's a beautiful one. Go back. But now we're, we're walking into new territory together yeah. on this one, and I'm really excited to talk yes. about this. But, but... When I walked into this studio, uh-huh. you know, I had my water on me and I just got out my car and I was ready and I, and I see you in a snack area and you, you were eating a Snickers. Yeah. See, I don't judge. You do what you want. But now my question is to you, why were you eating a Snickers? Well, I was eating a Snickers not because I wanted energy, and I'm going to explain this, because I was feeling a bit low today and I wanted dopamine. 
So when I want dopamine, I go and pick up something sweet. Now we have to be careful to understand exactly what's going on in the body when we eat sugar. Most people think, I'm no energy, I'm gonna eat sugar, it's gonna give me energy, right? And that's something that marketing has been telling us for decades. Sugar for breakfast will give you energy, we need sugar to live, etc. What's actually happening, Christian, when we eat sugar, is that there's a pleasure response in the brain. Dopamine gets released, and we feel like, whoa, I feel good! But that is not energy, that's just dopamine. Actually, on the inside, when we eat sugar and we have glucose spikes, over time, our little mitochondria get damaged and we become less good at creating energy in the body. So the reason I was eating the Snickers is because I just wanted a bit of dopamine to like feel a bit of a high as we were starting the episode because mm. today it's like so foggy oh. and it's raining and I've had a super long week and I was just like, I need a, my brain needs to like just have a bit of a... Mm -hmm. A little shot, you know? But I know very well that by doing that, I'm going to probably have a crash in a couple of hours. Right, right. <laughs> but, I, you know, I use it very consciously. Um, but I want people to remember, like, when you eat sugar, it's not energy you're getting. Interesting. And yeah. now this is, this is why people become addicted to these yeah. type of foods when it's consistently the dopamine hit. Boom, 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 Dopamine boom, is boom. super addictive. We have to, you have to be quite cautious, you know, when you use it. And I don't really do this often, but sometimes I'm like, oh, this is the right moment to actually use that as a tool almost. Mm -hmm. But the biggest issue I see is when people have sugar at breakfast because they think that's going to give them energy. And actually, when you have sugar at breakfast and you create a big glucose spike in your body, you're not giving your body that much energy. It's, again, dopamine, but you're getting the spike and then you're getting the crash. And that crash at 11 a.m., you're like, oh, I'm so tired. I need something else that's sweet. Do I need a coffee, right? And then over time, with all these glucose spikes, your mitochondria just, they kind of break down. Mm -hmm. And so you may become chronically fatigued even though you're still eating the sugar for breakfast every morning, so you're thinking, I'm fueling my body, and then you're exhausted, you can't, you know, play with your kids, you can't go grocery shopping, you're just exhausted. Yeah, throughout the But day. you stay in that cycle. So that's why, you know, I switched from eating a sweet breakfast my whole childhood and teenagehood to actually having a savory breakfast, which is the cornerstone of steady glucose levels. And then, when you do need a bit of dopamine, use it almost like, like medicine, you know? Like, okay, you have a podcast, you have a big thing, you feel like you need to give something to your brain, uh, you can have a little bit of sugar for that purpose. Mm, I see. So it's funny because everything's been marketed as the, mm -hmm. the sweet. I can remember like the waffles with all the maple syrup on, on top of or it. orange juice. Orange juice yeah. right next to it, yeah. right? Um, e even the whole acai bowl movement, yeah. right? Like people were like having like, I'm going to have a fresh acai bowl for breakfast. And the thing is, in the acai bowl, it's all fruit-based. So people think, oh, if the sugar comes from fruit, it's going to be good sugar. And if the sugar comes from, like, Coca-Cola, that's bad sugar. But actually, your body does not differentiate, you know, where those molecules come from. Mm. It doesn't say, oh, glucose molecules from orange juice, that's going to be good for me. But, well, no, glucose molecules from Coca-Cola is going to be bad for me. Your body doesn't know <laughs> where those molecules are coming from. Mm. So what matters is not so much the source. It's more like how much sugar you're eating and what packaging and what quantities on an empty stomach versus after a meal, et cetera. And, you know, that's one of the things I'm so passionate about, teaching people how the food, the molecules in the food actually affects their health. You know, skincare isn't just about looking good, right? A lot of us want to look good, but it's not just about looking good. It's about nurturing your skin and being well-balanced from the inside out. And, you know, this world is flooded with a bunch of harsh chemicals that are really insulting our skin, our barrier. 
and you want something truly effective that is safe. Alitura is one of the best in the game. If you never heard of Alitura, you just think of, you might've seen some uh, black bottles with gold writing on it. It's one of the best and they're always at health events and people are loving them and their quality. Alitura Naturals has crafted a serum that is not only safe, but also incredibly effective. Listen, a lot of you ask me where I get my glow from. This is a huge part of the equation. Their gold serum isn't just another skincare product. It's a testament to the power of natural healing and a commitment to holistic health. It uses organic ingredients like cojoba, olive, rosehip oils, and the gold serum is made organically with plant-derived vitamin A, not synthetic stuff, not that nasty stuff that you're getting in a lot of these over-the-counter products. GHKCU and marine collagen to revitalize your skin. Alitura Naturals has been using the best ingredients in their products for years. They've been pioneering the path for what truly transformed skin should be. So if you're ready to take control of your skin health and experience the pinnacle of natural beauty, I highly recommend checking out Alituria Naturals. For a limited time, you, the Heal Thyself listener, will enjoy the exclusive discount, just the Heal Thyself discount, only for you. That's 20% off of this gold serum. Go to alitura.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A.com and get that 20% discount. It's amazing stuff. I use it every night before bed and I'm telling you, I'm on fire with my skin in a good way. Check it out. All right, let's face it. With all the toxins we're exposed to nowadays with processed foods, pollutants, and even stress, our poor livers have been working overtime. If you've been feeling sluggish, bloated, or just overall rundown, it may be time to give your hardworking liver some extra love and support. That is where Organifi's Liver Detox comes in. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfoods. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfood ingredients specifically designed to remove excess toxins and improve digestion, promote healthier energy levels, and just overall liver health. Now, one of the key ingredients is artichoke leaf extract, which has been clinically proven to help detoxify the liver and digestive tract. Then you got the all-star liver protector. You heard of it, milk thistle, an herb that has been used for centuries to give your liver a big old hug. That's not all. Organifi's liver detox also contains dandelion root, one of my favorite ones of all time, which is loaded with vitamins and minerals to promote healthy liver function and digestion. And finally, Trafalia, an ancient Ayurvedic formula packed with antioxidants that has been traditionally used as a powerful liver tonic, one of my favorite ones too. So whether you're dealing with sluggish digestion, low energy, or just want to give your body's main detox engine a little extra love, Organifi's Liver Detox has your back. Just take one to three capsules at any point during the day to start supporting your liver's natural detox pathways. All of us need to be supporting our liver. If you want to experience the energy boosting, liver supporting effects of this fantastic formula, head to OrganifiShop.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I shop.com slash DRG. You mentioned the empty stomach, full stomach. Now, if I have a good healthy meal, good fiber, got a good amount of protein, fat, some carbohydrates, it is does that make a difference if I top it off with a little bit of a, 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 a little snicker, like let, let's say a yeah. quarter of a Snickers Absolutely. versus on the empty? So that's what I did, right? I just had lunch, and so my stomach was full. I had lots of fiber, protein, yummy stuff. I had a big chicken salad. It was delicious. And so having the Snickers now is actually going to create a much smaller spike than if I had the Snickers when I first woke up. Or if I had the Snickers, like, in two hours when my stomach is more empty between meals. Because you have to remember that there's a whole digestive system going on here. And so if you eat sugar on an empty stomach, for example, first thing when you wake up, your stomach is empty, your upper intestine is empty, you eat the Snickers, it goes like, zoop, poof, and super quickly into your bloodstream. There's nothing stopping it at all. On the other hand, if you have that same sugar 
after a meal, what happens? You're still getting the dopamine from the sweet food. So you're still getting the pleasure. But because there's other stuff in your stomach, those glucose molecules are just going to sort of stay on top and make their way more slowly into your intestine and then into your bloodstream. And that's really key. Like, if we're able to give glucose molecules to our body more slowly, like, less intensely, less quickly, the concentration of glucose in our blood rises more slowly, we don't get that big of a spike and that big of a drop. Mm -hmm. So that's one of my hacks, you know? If you want to eat something sweet, do it after a meal instead of on an empty stomach. That's, that's literally, like, my mantra. It's yeah. a sweet treat after I eat. Yeah. Maximum pleasure, minimal impact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, so, so we got that, the empty stomach part. Mm -hmm. now, now we got the Snickers picture. Okay, now, you know, Snickers was my favorite one when I was little. That was really? my favorite. Aww. But my mom used to bring me to get Snickers, like, once every week, I think, on Fridays. Nice. And, and I, I was just a big sucker for it, so... Really? Yeah, yeah, it always has Do a place in Do you even eat anymore? No. Mm. <laughs> not, not really, but... But if you did, if you'd did. probably not do it on an empty stomach. I'd you'd do it after it. a meal, maybe before going for a walk. Yeah, sometimes I'll hack. crave the chocolates, right? Especially yeah. in this weather. Yeah. Cold, So wintry. I came in and I asked your team for chocolate, but they didn't have any chocolate. They were like, we just have Snickers. Otherwise, I would have had some dark chocolate. Oh, dark chocolate. Because that actually makes me feel way better than Snickers. That's a bit, like, it feels a bit chemical after tasty, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. like synthetic, but yeah. the dark chocolate. But I wanted the, the, the dopamine, Christian, so yeah. I, had to, I had to compose with what was available. Let's talk about brain fog. So many mm -hmm. people are suffering with brain fog. They DM me, they say, Dr. G, I got brain fog for this, this, and this. I don't know what, what's going on. Yeah. And I know it could be a multitude of stuff, but from it the nutritional be. standpoint, yeah. what the heck is happening when someone is suffering with constant, persistent brain fog, and what do we do about it? So it's important to mention, as you said really well, that there could be many causes, right? But we know there's a specific, very interesting link between glucose spikes and brain fog. So first, I want to go back a little bit to explain to people what happens in your body when a glucose spike takes place. So when your blood sugar, your glucose concentration increases very quickly in your body, it has a few consequences on your cells. Number one, it inflames your cells. And number two, it increases glycation, which is essentially aging. And this happens everywhere in your body, including in your brain cells. So it's not like your brain is like, you know, protected and cut off and doesn't really mind what's going on here. Like, things happen everywhere. And the brain is extra sensitive to these fluctuations in glucose levels. And so when your brain cells, your neurons, have this problem of inflammation and excess glycation, the signals between them slows down a little bit. They don't perform as well as they ought to. And that slowness of signal can be felt as brain fog because literally they're not communicating as effectively as usual. So, you know, thoughts, memories, cognition, it's just kind of like, whew, not having a great time. And so as humans, it might just feel like, your memory is a bit out of whack, or you feel a bit foggy, you can't really think or focus, you know, your sharpness is yeah. a bit gone. And so that's one of the reasons it happens. And that's why it's so wonderful. I hear so many stories of people who are like, oh, I flattened my glucose spikes because of like hormonal issues or energy. And also now my brain feels like it got an upgrade. Mm -hmm. You literally can feel the connections going faster. It's so, so cool. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things because I find that persistent snacking mm. is what really gives me a lot of the brain fog. Mm -hmm. So thinking about how the brain isn't cut off. So isn't. Many of us think like, oh, I have gut issues. What, 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 my brain's fine. No, it's no. a deep connection. Yeah. And uh, 
that inflammation, mm -hmm. the neuroinflammation totally. really being pushed by that. Let and now we also know, you know, some scientists are calling, if you look a bit long-term, so brain fog is a short-term thing, right? And glucose spikes can affect brain fog, your mood, your energy. But long-term, when you look at dementia or neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's, we're starting to see more and more of a link between those and glucose and insulin. So some scientists call Alzheimer's, as you know, it's type 3 diabetes. Because what happens in our brain cells is very similar to what happens to the cells in the rest of our body when we have diabetes. Which is, number one, inflammation and glycation. And number two, your brain cells become insulin resistant, which means they can no longer absorb glucose very effectively, and they can't make energy as effectively as before. Mm. And we're starting to see that that's really a pattern that is happening in people who have dementia. So, you know, flattening your glucose spikes is helpful today to help your brain just thrive on the daily, but also long-term, so you protect it from those kinds of things. Yeah, very important, because Super. how many of us are suffering with, yeah. we can even call it type 3 diabetes, because it's so persistent and connected to blood sugar. Yeah. Um, and recently, by the way, I think a couple of weeks ago, there was um, a report of a 19-year-old being diagnosed with Alzheimer's. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Yes, and it was like the first of its kind. It's a bit like in the past we used to say type 2 diabetes is adult onset. Right, but kids And now are. we're like, oh <laughs> my God, like I hope this is a fluke. I hope this is not a pattern. I hope people don't start getting Alzheimer's younger and younger and younger. I hope it's not a type 2 diabetes situation. But um, yeah, it's scary. Mm. We, we, you know, preventing this kind of stuff um, should be a priority if we have the tools and the information. Big public health tool, especially totally. with the nutritional standpoint. Yeah. And all the marketing that goes. I wonder what the kid was eating all his life, what yeah. his exposures were. But you, you mentioned uh, glycation and, yeah. and aging. Yeah. Can persistent glycation of our cells cause literal physical aging, premature aging. All of us want to look beautiful and young, right? Absolutely. Can it be... I'm actually 65 years old. I'm 70. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, can, can, can literally blood glucose spikes mm -hmm. cause premature aging? Totally. So glycation sounds a lot like glucose when you think about mm -hmm. it. Glucose, glycation, and it's actually because glucose causes glycation. So the process of glycation, which is also called aging, is a little bit like the process of cooking. Like when you put a chicken in the oven and it goes from pink to brown, it has glycated, it has cooked, it has aged. As human beings, from the moment we're born, we slowly glycate, we slowly cook. And then when we're fully cooked, we die. When scientists look at the cartilage of babies, it's white. When they look at the cartilage of people who are 100 years old, it's brown. It has literally cooked like a chicken in the oven. So glycation is aging. And we can't stop the process of aging. But we can have a huge impact on whether it's, it goes more slowly or more quickly. So we can slow it down or speed it up. And one of those ways is by modulating our glucose levels, our blood sugar levels. So the more spikes you have, especially the more spikes you have from sweet foods, the faster glycation is taking place, the faster you're aging. And this shows on your skin as wrinkles. When collagen gets glycated, it causes wrinkles. And on the inside, right, your organs are just slowly aging. Mm. So yes, 100%. 100%. If you want to live a long, healthy life and increase your health span, modulating your glucose levels and learning to steady it so you don't accelerate glycation is an important piece. Mm, powerful. And, uh, and it's like 
Makes sense, yeah. right? How many people who look really good for their age right? have been eating healthy, yeah. not dabbing in sugar all the time, yeah. and, and eating a ton of vegetables that are attenuating most people? Because plates. when you're 70 years old, two people can be 70 and look vastly different. Like yeah. one could look really young and the other one could look really old. And that's not your genes. Mm -hmm. That is not your genetics. Even identical twins who have the same DNA can look vastly different and on the inside be vastly younger or older depending on how they live their life. So we have so much control mm. over how long we're gonna stay healthy for. But we need the information and that's why, you know, I'm so passionate about the work I do is that we need to tell people these things because you can't just intuitively know it, right? Yeah, Marketing is bombarding thing, yeah. you. So you have to cut through and learn the science. Mm -hmm. I love that. So we have the aging and with aging comes energy, just going down, dropping down. I, I remember when I was 13 years old, I had the most energy. I was yeah. just chit-chatting on my bike and yeah. I couldn't go to sleep. Um, what happens from a blood sugar standpoint that our cells and aging mm. and energy begin to become affected? How do we lose energy over time? So when you talk about energy, usually the first place to look is to your mitochondria. And those are the little machines inside your cells that literally create energy for the body. And their favorite source of energy is glucose. So mitochondria are really good at transforming glucose molecules into energy. And this energy is used in many different ways, right? Like right now, you know, your hand cells are using energy to just hold the thing. Your brain cells are using energy to think. Your heart cells are using energy to pump. So it's really, really important. And these mitochondria and their health is really key. So here's the thing. Your mitochondria are really happy when you give them like a steady stream of glucose. When you eat in a way that keeps your glucose relatively steady and gives them this nice material to turn into energy. However, when you experience a glucose spike, so when you deliver too much glucose too quickly to your mitochondria, the mitochondria stress out and kind of go on strike and they become overwhelmed. They're like, whoa, I can't, it's too much, too much, no thank you, and they yeah. shut down. And that leads to the release of reactive oxygen species, which are these tiny little molecules that cause a lot of damage to your DNA, to your cell walls, etc., That leads to oxidative stress and inflammation. But importantly, your mitochondria under this stress of too much glucose, they can't make energy as effectively anymore. Mm. So that's where we circle back to that thing about the breakfast and eating sugar for breakfast. We think it's giving us energy, actually, it's releasing dopamine, giving us pleasure. But on the inside, it's harming our little mitochondria. So over time, eating a lot of sugar, having a lot of glucose spikes really increases your risk of having chronic fatigue. Mm. And, and we just think about how this, again, to the marketing, it's like yeah. we see the commercials and the pictures and this is part of the American diet or the worldwide diet and how we should be eating. Mm -hmm. And we're not even knowing because I'm thinking about like you eat that high sugar breakfast and you're crashing a few hours later, mm -hmm. and you just drink coffee, yeah. and you get through the rest of the day. And you're essentially on a roller coaster. You're like a high-functioning glucose roller coaster. Mm. Because every time you crash, you have coffee or more sugar, then you spike and then you crash again. And a lot of people go through life sort of managing that state because they snack every two hours, they drink a lot of coffee, etc. But actually on the inside, things are not going very well. Mm. So if you stop that roller coaster, you're actually able to unlock real deep cellular energy mm. that keeps you steady, you know, during the day. And so you slowly jump off of that crazy roller coaster. Which we're so addicted to. Yeah. 
right? And this is why we love, this is why coffee industry is a whole show in itself, right? It's like, this is what we love. So we think about the energy and we think about how we're prematurely aging, even our skin. You mentioned the collagen, Mm -hmm. which is, we don't even think about. We all want to get collagen powders, Mm -hmm. right? We all want to do all of these things to take in. How about you take take care of the collagen you have? Right, take care of the collagen you have. (laughs) Exactly, the blood sugar spikes. Um, What about when it comes to uh, our, let's say we have a really sugary breakfast. I know it may be different for different people, but if we do have a sugary breakfast, and since you're working with so much with glucose, Mm -hmm. how long does it take for us to really feel like we're crashing. Is it like, how, what if we can't put our finger on minutes. it? 90 minutes. So 90 minutes is when the spike usually reaches its maximum. And after that, you start the slow decline. And then for some people, you know, when they crash, they feel things like nausea, they have sweats, palpitations. They're like, oh, I have low blood sugar. You know that saying? Mm-hmm. So many people say that. For others, it can be simply just humongous cravings, like actual, you know, just cravings that control you, where you're like, anything sweet in this room needs to be in my mouth because wow. you're just so controlled by this ancestral part of your brain telling you, Christian, your blood sugar is low. I like, eat something now, no, 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 no. So I hear often that um, when people have cravings, they might feel like guilty, shame about their cravings. They're like, I don't have any willpower. You know, my body is trying, you know, is fighting me. And honestly, the cravings are not necessarily your fault. Like you might actually, without knowing it, be causing those cravings with your breakfast, for example. Mm. So when you're having a craving, when you're facing one, I think the most important thing to remember is like, don't try to resist it, okay? Eat the thing you want to eat. Use some of the hacks around it so you don't create another big spike. So maybe some vinegar before, maybe put some clothes on your carbs, etc. And then think, okay, if you're somebody who suffers from cravings on a daily basis, you might have glucose spikes and a glucose roller coaster happening within. So use the hacks to like change that from the inside out and find the actual source and the cause of it all. Mm-hmm. And then the cravings sense. naturally dissipate. In, um, and we can talk about this. So I have this whole method coming out, this four-week method to fast-track you to steady blood sugar. And I ran a study on 3,000 people testing it. After the four weeks, 89% of people reduce their cravings mm-hmm. just by adding these four hacks into their lives. Mm-hmm. It's usually one of the first things that fundamentally changes for people. Cravings and energy increasing. As soon as they make the interventions. Yeah. And then what else do we see over time? Well, depending on you know who you are, your body, your own life history, medical history, many things fall into place. So the most common things are, one, cravings reduce, energy increases, sleep gets better, you're not hungry anymore all the time. And then, depending again on who you are, hormones rebalance, you can start putting your type 2 diabetes into remission, you know, Mm -hmm. you can improve your fertility, your mental health can get better, you just feel happier, you know? And then long-term, of course, you're preventing, you know, type 2 diabetes, you're reducing Alzheimer's risk, mm-hmm. you're reducing heart disease risk. I mean, short-term and long-term. And for people who have skin issues, it's also something that might take like a few days or weeks to start mm-hmm. changing. Or if you have like eczema, psoriasis, acne, all these inflammation-based skin conditions, those also tend to get better. And for me, you know, the reason I got into glucose in the first place was really just for mental health, because my mental health was in the toilet. And Fixing my glucose was for me the first step to fixing my brain and being happy again and feeling good when I woke up in the morning. And then I was like, oh my God, like I came, I came to this because of mental health, 
And now I feel better than I ever have. I feel like I can really connect with my purpose. I have energy. My brain is clear. I'm sleeping better. My skin is good. It's like mm -hmm. all these bonuses. I love that. Yeah. And this is what we all need, right? And, and when it comes to just a pillar of health, the metabolic health, the blood glucose levels are, are there. They're right there. It's, you have to do this. You can't do all of the other things and it's not the, this. It's the foundation. Yeah, you know? it's so important. Yeah, because if you don't have that, it's going to be really difficult. For example, if you have unsteady blood sugar, but you're taking a bunch of supplements and you're working out a lot, mm -hmm. it's just not going to be as effective. You really have to fix that very important, you know, base layer of health. Yeah. And the studies show us that about 80% of the population has glucose spikes, even if they don't have diabetes. So most of us really benefit from just putting in place these easy hacks to change our glucose levels for the better. And then you can start layering stuff, you know? And then you start getting a lot of benefits really quickly. For, for me, I, uh, ever since our show, I've been making sure to get, take bitters or vinegar mm. before every meal. Nice. Uh, my gut feels better. Definitely less cravings. Yes. That has been one of the because biggest Because the vinegar things. before the meal, it reduces the spike of the meal by up to 30%, yeah. right? And so as a result, you can still eat the same thing, but you're getting less of a spike and less of a crash. Yeah. And in many people, that crash leads to the cravings. Yeah, exactly. Right? So yeah. no more cravings. So, really you know, 90 powerful. minutes, two hours after the meal, having that craving for something else, that's the first thing to go. And the vinegar hack is a really, really good place to start. And it's so easy. So easy. It takes so one easy. minute. I it know. takes one, less than a minute. How do you have the vinegar? Just so I water? either have it on bitter, uh, bitters, or if I have the vinegar, if I don't have the bitters tincture, then I'll take a little vinegar, put it in a shot of water. Oh, wow, you do the I do shot. it a shot. I want, really? it, I want it nice and You're potent. not scared about your teeth's enamel? I no. do, do like like two ounces. Okay, I do mostly in water, mm -hmm. and in my new book, I have like thirty recipes. I have like teas, mocktails, like nice little with things. vinegar. Yes. Oh nice. Because week two of the glucose goddess method, you incorporate vinegar once a day, mm. and so I think it's really fun to like experiment with these different things and making it, making it a little ritual. Like, of course, you can just do vinegar in water, mm -hmm. even if you're out at a restaurant. It's been a long time since I promoted a coffee because there's not that many good coffee brands. We got one of the best ones now on Heal Thyself. Are you ready to elevate your coffee game? And experience to prove it's not only delicious, but it's also health focused. Let me introduce you to Purity Coffee. You heard me review them in one of my first ever coffee reviews as one of the best, and then my second ever one as one of the best. And it's one of the best still. It's an ultimate choice for coffee lovers who, who prioritize taste as well as well being. I'm gonna tell you what makes Purity Coffee stand out from the crowd. Every step in that process is rooted in health focused principles backed by solid, scientific, research based, rigorous testing. They use the finest specialty grade organic Arabica beans and then move on to small batch roasting, ensuring that each cup meets the highest standards of quality. But what really sets Purity Coffee apart from all the other coffee brands is their dedication, is my favorite, is their dedication to purity and safety. Their beans undergo third-party testing to ensure they're free of pesticides, toxins, and harmful mycotoxins, those pesky substances that can wreak havoc on your health, causing issues like liver and kidney damage, digestive problems, brain fog, and fatigue. Purity Coffee also has some of the highest antioxidant capacity. And this is important because we have to understand coffee is actually really good for us when we're getting quality coffee. And the reason it's good for us and ensures so many benefits, especially heart health, is because of its antioxidant capacity. Purity has one of the highest antioxidants that you're going to find in coffee, giving you a powerful dose of healthy boosting compounds with every sip. Purity Coffee is grown on regenerative organic farms that prioritize soil health 
animal welfare and community well-being. They have certifications by USDA Organic, Rainforest Alliance, and Smithsonian Bird Friendly. You can also trust Purity Coffee is not only good for you, but also good for the planet. They have a range of roasts from their light medium roasts with sweet fruity notes and their dark roasts with rich bold taste. So to try out one of my favorite coffees in existence and one that I recommend to everyone still to this day, I've been doing it for years, is Purity Coffee. Go to puritycoffee.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your first purchase. That is P-U-R-I-T-Y-C-O-F-F-E-E.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your order. You know, living a long life is great. It is. We all want to live longer. But what's even better is living those years in good health, right? Free of the chronic diseases and the ailments. Unfortunately for many, the gap between lifespan and health span is way too wide. And we spent our last years ill, not enjoying our life to the fullest. And that's why I'm always into research-based products, quality supplements that are coming out to you, the highest, the best of the best, some of the best rigorously tested supplements. And one of my favorite companies across the board is Momentus. And they have two that I use every single day, creatine and collagen. These are the two powerhouses at work. I've been open and I've been working out more four times a week. I'm lifting heavy weights and these are staples. And, I, and not just me, I think everyone should be out working out, building muscle, staples to muscle repair and muscle growth. But what sets Momentus apart from the rest is its clinically researched formulas. For the collagen, it delivers 15 grams of collagen, supporting your body in various ways. And it's not just one type of collagen, it's all the types of collagen, right? A lot of companies just have one type of collagen. You want all the types of your body's absorbing and utilizing this collagen the way you desire the body to use it. But boy, oh boy, the gold standard for working out, if you're not on this, you don't even have to be working out. You can use it for your brain. It's creatine. Momentous creatine is fantastic. There's no fillers, no additive, pure, effective ingredients you can trust. Trust is everything when it comes to supplements. Momentous third-party test. There's no surprises. What you see on the package is what you get. So if you're like me, you want to feel your body with the best of the best, go to livemomentous.com and use the code DRG for 15% off of creatine and collagen and all their top-notch products. That is L-I-V-E-M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S.com with the code DRG for your discount. So how about then the people who, let's talk about, you said working out, right? Mm -hmm. There's people who actually want to raise their blood sugar mm -hmm. after workouts or something, right? This mm -hmm. is just part of like the, the phenomenon of working out. Um, is there any benefit to raising your blood sugar for performance or cardiovascular health yes. or, or workouts or something like that? So in the context of working out, and we're talking like you know, athlete level workout. Yeah, athlete level, we're yeah. not talking about like doing five push-ups or something. Like we're talking people who like really, really out work there. out. In that case, steadying your blood sugar around the workout is not the number one priority. The number one priority is to give your body like easy accessible fuel. Yeah. So often you'll see athletes, you know, taking fast acting carbs, like before right. the workout, during or after. Right. And that makes a lot of sense because if you have to do explosive types of workout, you need a lot of glucose available to you like in your bloodstream really quickly. So it makes a lot of sense. And also in those cases, when you do have a spike as you're working out, it's not as damaging because the exercise itself has so many positive effects on your body that in the balance, it's actually positive. Mm. And actually, if you're fasted, you might see that when you work out, there's a glucose spike happening in your body, even though you haven't eaten anything. And that happens when your liver releases glucose into your bloodstream to fuel your working muscles. Mm. It's very interesting. Yeah, that's yeah, cool yeah. if you have like the monitor and you're following exactly. through on that. Which brings me to the monitor. Yeah. Do you like the fast or the glucose monitor? The glucose monitors? monitors? Yeah. I wore one three years ago, and that's how I got interested into the whole right. topic. But I think that now, like, what I'm finding is that a lot of people can't afford them. 
and that the you know the device is still kind of a medical device. I mean, it technically is a medical device. It can be a bit complicated to understand the data. And importantly, you don't actually need one to start seeing the benefits from the hacks. Mm -hmm. Most of my readers, most of my community don't wear a glucose monitor. But by applying the hacks, within a matter of days, they're like, oh my god, energy up, cravings are down. You know, you, mm -hmm. you feel it. You don't need to see it. You can really feel it. Mm -hmm. But if you have one, that's totally cool and interesting. But I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, because I know some people wear them and they go, oh, I didn't know that potatoes, I, th I thought sweet yeah. potatoes were good for me, right? But, but it's really, what I'm hearing from you is, okay, no, connect your body. Exactly. Like, how are you feeling after this exactly. yourself? Because this may work for you, it may not work and for you. And I get, you know, I get a lot of DMs from people being like, oh, I just got a glucose monitor and it's spiked from 80 to 82, is that bad? Like, it's hard to understand the data, whereas 80, 82 is not a spike at all, right? right? Like, it's a tiny little fluctuation. And so having a lot of data can be a little bit overwhelming. And so if you want to wear a glucose monitor or you wear one, grab my first book because in there, I explain everything you need to know to start, like, you know, making sense of that data yeah. in a way that feels friendly. Because if you just slap it on with no context, it can be a bit overwhelming. I yeah, think. yeah. yeah. The, when it comes to eating before, and I keep thinking about this vinegar hack because yeah. it's helped me so much. Yeah. What about something that are like fermented foods like kimchi yeah. mm -hmm. or, or sauerkraut? Mm -hmm. They're vinegary in themselves. Would They're that vinegary. count? So fermented foods are really good for you for other reasons. They don't necessarily contain enough vinegar to do the mm. vinegar hack, mm. but they contain fiber. And fiber is another hack. Like having fiber at the beginning of a meal also helps reduce the spike. So mm. if you're into kimchi, go for it. It's super, super good for you. Another question I often get is, can I have pickles instead? So pickles, you can, but make sure there's no sugar in the pickles. Because they when like you buy, sugar. yeah. So when you buy pickles at the store, like make sure they're not putting cane sugar in there or any type of sugar. But if there are pickles that you make, for example, or that don't contain sugar, then yes, that also works. Mm. I would say you need like 10 pickles-ish to get enough vinegar as is in a tablespoon of just regular vinegar. And you, and you yeah. could just drink that up and you're, and you're good to go. Yeah, exactly. And it's quicker than just downing 10 pickles. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you can switch it up. Why not? Right, right, right. If you like not? pickles. I have some really nice pickle recipes in the book too, so um, I'll have to, we'll have to make some together. Listen, listen, I'm excited for this because, you, you look, as long as they're not two-hour recipes, yeah, no. quick. Six ingredients or less. This is, all the recipes. This is my type of thing, yep. right? This, I, I'm a guy who's like, mm -hmm. okay, I got to make this food. I'm going to sit down, mindfully eat it, mm -hmm. do my little hacks before, mm -hmm. clean up, and I'm good. Absolutely. But, but a whole part, you know, a whole process is just way oh, too no. much for me. My whole thing is how do we make these hacks and this science as easy and accessible as possible? And mm. my intention with this book was when you open it, your first feeling is, oh, this looks so easy. Yeah. That's the feeling I wanted. And that's why, for example, in the recipe pages, every single ingredient has a little cutout image of it. You know, and I have the ingredients bolded in the instructions. Everything is six ingredients or less, takes five minutes. Because we're not talking about, like, recipes you make once a month when you have, like, your parents over for lunch. Like, yeah. we're talking about things that need to be incorporated into your every day. Okay. So, of course, I'm completely with you. Very, very, very simple stuff. I even have one of my favorite recipes is called backwards broccoli. And so, you know, it's, it's actually, so it's raw broccoli that you chop really, really finely. You put it in a bowl. You pour boiling water into the bowl, mm. like water for mm -hmm. tea. You let it steep for two minutes. It kind of softens it. You drain it, plate it with some Greek yogurt and harissa. Bam, beautiful veggie starter took you three minutes. 
Wow. That's the kind of vibe I'm going for. Uh, that, that I can do that myself? You can do that. I just thought about that myself. I can do that. You can do that. A veggie yeah. starter. And then and yeah. my friends come over and they're like, wow, how did you make exactly. this? And I was like, Psh, I got my own secrets here. <laughs> this is a secret family recipe. And then I'm just <laughs> winking at you. I was like, I got the exactly. hookup over here. So that's the vibe. That's cool. You know, I want to make it just like so easy, even for people who've never cooked before. Yeah. That's the idea. Oh, I love yeah. that. It's not fancy. So you mentioned your community. You got a big yeah. community of people yeah. who really, really... They're just so drawn to this work. Because obviously, you start balancing your blood glucose, you feel it fast Mm -hmm. and it's long term. What are some of the most, what are some of the most common questions you get from your community that that are really, really just, wow, like I need to address this right now on the Dr. G Heal Thyself podcast? I get a lot of questions around the veggie starter hack, the vinegar hack. So let's talk about those. The veggie starter hack, which is having some vegetables at the beginning of your meal so that the fiber makes its cool effect in your Mm. upper intestine and protects you from absorbing too many glucose molecules. People often ask me, how big should the veggie starter be? Right. How long do I wait between the veggie starter and the main? Can they be raw, cooked, etc.? And do olives count? (laughs) Do olives count? People ask me all the time, do olives count? So yes, olives count, but you need like 15 olives. In terms of quantity, so no scientific study has measured like the perfect quantity. But what I've seen from my work in my community's tests is that if your veggie starter makes about 30% of your meal, that's a really good thing to aim for. Mm-hmm. That's a really good thing to aim for. You don't have to wait between veggie starter and the rest of the meal. Your veggies can be raw, cooked, whatever. You can dress them with other stuff. Oh, another question I often get is does soup count? So soup, when we blend any vegetables, the blades going like 6,000 rotations Mm. per minute or whatever, they actually pulverize the fiber particles in the veggies. Mm. And they make them, that makes them a bit less effective. So soup is an okay option, but having the whole vegetable is always a better option. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And that's such an easy thing because having 30% of your plate with vegetables is yeah. good in so many other reasons exactly. than just blood, blood glucose yeah. too. It's just and so important. And eating them important. first is even more important. Yeah, yeah I do that to too. I do that too. Yeah, Listen, I, you, you inspire me with that, man. I, and I make sure I go, I'm going straight for this. Then I'm going to leave that sweet potato. I'm going to come for you later. That's yeah, I come for you later. And then vinegar questions. So people ask me, can I have any type of vinegar? Right. That's so the is most common question. Yeah. So the most common... And the answer to that common question is yes. So any type works because what you're really after is this molecule called acetic acid, which is inside vinegar. But it can be apple cider vinegar, red wine vinegar, white vinegar, balsamic, etc. Whatever type of vinegar, rice vinegar. The one you want to avoid is like, you know the one that's super syrupy, like a glaze? Yeah. Like glaze balsamic? That usually has extra sugar in it. So that's not a good option. Yeah. Yeah. I I know that one very very well. I made a little caprese salad for Super Bowl and I glazed them up real (laughs) nice. I had some uh, vegan mozzarella cheese on tomatoes. That's the extent of my cooking. Perfect. But it was good. Yeah, I bet it was good. It was a hit. And I told everyone, eat these first before you get into the nachos Mm -hmm. over there. Make sure you go Mm -hmm. here first. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, uh, I'm so... It's, I go back to this this brain and blood sugar, yeah. right? It's just such a huge thing because, mm-hmm. you know, people are suffering with Alzheimer's. My dad had Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, my grandfather had Parkinson's. And I was I'm thinking to myself, it's like, whoa, I could be genetically predisposed. And then I did my ancestry. 
And it says, of all of the chronic diseases, type 2 diabetes is the thing that I'm predisposed to in my family. So, so in, in your take, in your research, we're not there yet. How, how much of a connection do you think is the blood glucose and the neurodegenerative diseases? It's definitely important. Mm-hmm. You know, we're starting to realize that neurodegenerative diseases are actually metabolic diseases, mm-hmm. right? And so very similar to diabetes. For example, if you compare like the effect of your DNA to the effect of how you're eating on your long-term brain health, the way you're eating has a much bigger impact. You know, even if your parents had a disease, it doesn't mean you're going to get it. You have a lot of agency to change the course of your destiny. I worked in genetics for five years. Like, I know, I've seen firsthand that even if you have a genetic predisposition, you still have flexibility and freedom and leeway to actually make an impact. You know, it's not like a death sentence. It's not a thing. It's not a blueprint. I mean, you have a lot of power. A lot of power. And to me, fixing your glucose levels is so key to short-term and long-term health. It's the first place to start. It's a really important pillar. Then, of course, other things matter. Exercising, sleeping, stress management, you know, mental health, connection with other humans, medical care, Mm -hmm. you know, products, mold. I mean, there's so many things. But the cool thing about your glucose levels is that, A, it's very easy to impact. And it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to go on a diet. You don't have to give up the foods you love. You just use the hacks I share and you add them like gentle giants in your life, you know, Mm -hmm. and they protect you. And second, it affects you right now and long term. Because as humans, we're not very motivated by, oh, I'm going to do this so that when I'm 95 years old, I don't get this disease. But what if I told you, do this so that tomorrow you have way more energy and you sleep better and cherry on top long term your health on your health. Yeah, I love that. that. I mean, that's why it's foundational. That's why we're yeah. talking about a huge, this is a centerpiece for so much. Exactly. And we talked, you just mentioned mold, building resiliency, right? If your blood sugar's all over the place, your cortisol's all over the place, it's stressful the mold's going to, yeah, of course. Because the glucose roller coaster is fundamentally a stress on the body. Yeah. And it can impact your adrenals, it can impact your thyroid, it can impact just so many things. Mm-hmm. That thing happening within is going to have consequences on the rest of your life. Have you had anyone in your community say, hey, my acne got better? Fuck yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So there's a huge connection with the blood sugar and the acne. Yeah, because acne is inflammation-based. And the more spikes you have, the more inflammation there is in your body. So if you have a terrain for an inflammatory disease, whether it's acne, rheumatoid arthritis, whether it's eczema, psoriasis, whatever, keep that inflammation down and the symptoms will go down. It's really key. And glucose spikes are one of the leading causes of inflammation in the body, right? I mean, there's other causes for sure, but that's a really easy one to affect. So yeah, I mean, I've had, actually last week I got a message from a woman, I think she was like 45. She said she had been having acne for 30 years Mm. and she tried everything, the topical creams, the medication, the cutting out dairy, the everything. And after three weeks of the method, her skin started clearing up for the first time in her life. Wow. Fixing things from within. That's so important, mm-hmm. you know, because we can put the creams, like we can, and they can be helpful. But if you're not fixing the thing from within, it's not going to move the needle. I like to think that all the symptoms we're experiencing are like messages mm-hmm. from the inside of our body. Being like, hey, Jesse, glucose spikes happening yeah. within, you know, whether it's acne, whether it's cravings, whether it's fatigue, etc. Your body is speaking to you. Yeah. You got to listen. Is. It always is. Yeah. 
And I know that you're a fan of the emotional stuff. Oh, uh, So yes. your body's always speaking to you. Can we talk about the session? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so you did a session with yeah, me. Yeah, thank you so much. I was absolutely amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, and, you know, I'm a big fan of all this stuff. And I really felt like, first of all, you're really good at it. Thank you. Like, even from the moment I lay on the table, and I think you put your hands on my shoulders or something, I just almost started crying. Just like mm. the energy that you channeled, I was like, wow, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> um, and I felt a lot of movement in my spine through the whole session. You know, I was like... You were moving a lot. Sitting up, moving. Yeah. Because, you know, I broke my back when I was yes. 19. And I just felt so much stuff, like moving and releasing. And I was making these funny sounds. I was like, whoa. Like, I just felt like all this stuff needed to move. Yeah. And I felt so good. So thank you. It was oh, such welcome. a beautiful you're experience. What, what is your connection to emotional healing? Because I know that when, when we brought that up, it's in your heart. Yeah. Like, what part of that, how do you see that in health? How do you see that in, in, in healing people? Because I know you're so, you're really into it. I'm so into it. Mm-hmm. Um, for me personally, it's such a big part of my daily life. Like I check in with my body, I'm like, okay, is stuff stuck? I'll like stretch and make sounds depending on what part of my body needs to move something. That's like, powerful. Super Let's powerful. stay right there for a second. Yeah. Because so so what, what does it look like? Let's say if you have a, a t- tension in your back or your stomach. So I'll like put a mat out in my living room or something and maybe my, my favorite one is the pigeon pose because those hips, they store stuff, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I'll do like pigeon. And then, you know, I just kind of like lay on my leg and I just see what needs to come out. And for me, a lot of the stuff that is in my body needs to come out through sound. It has to. So I'll be like, uh, or like, or whatever the sound is, you know? Um, And for me, it was a big journey in learning that I could speak to my body in that way. And I love it. Like, I am obsessed. I think it's so freaking cool. Mm. And that's why I'm such a big fan of the work you're doing, you know? Um, I just, I just think it's amazing. And Thank I you. wish more people knew about this. Like, mm-hmm. I really think that, I hope that, you know, in 50 years, everybody will know this and we'll be like, okay, we can retire now, no problem. Uh, it's so important. Yeah. And it's interesting because my work on glucose feels very upstream. It's like, okay, first, let's teach people that how they're eating is impacting their body and that they have power to control their experience of life if they learn to study their glucose levels. Mm-hmm. And then once that is done, there's more cool stuff you can do. There's more cool stuff. Exactly, yes, exactly. Yes, yes. And so one of the cool things is exactly what you're doing, like recognizing emotions in your body, where they're stuck, moving them so you can be free. Now let's chat about something crucial, that is omega-3s. You know I'm all about keeping clean and pure when it comes to products, as well as food on my plate. But when it comes to supplements, right, we have to make sure we have the best of the best, but especially when it comes to omega-3s. And and I really mean it. Omega-3s are some of the most adulterated supplements that exist out there. And a lot of companies aren't doing it right. We need omega-3s for our heart, for our brain, for our eye health. You might not be getting enough nutritionally. When it comes to Peori, it's a quality brand, not only just with omegas across their whole line. They're extremely transparent. Every batch undergoes rigorous testing against over 200 contaminants, and you could check the results for yourself. And that's one of my favorite things. You can scan the QR code and look at the batch that is right in front of you that is on your shelf or in your counter, and you can see the results for this quality testing. Pure's O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil delivers a potent dose of EPA and DHA without any unnecessary extras. Now, Pure is offering 20% off of their O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil, the one that I take every single morning, and all their fantastic products to you, the Heal Thyself listener. That's 20% off even the already discounted subscription price. I want you to go to Pure.com. 
Use my promo code DRG, that's P-U-O-R-I dot com slash DRG to take care of your health with some of the best omegas out there by Peori. These days, these days, it seems like everyone is carrying on a beverage, whether it's soda or flavored water, or kombucha or coffee or tea, but not all beverages are created equal when it comes to quality and health benefits. That is why I become obsessed with Peaks Sun Goddess Matcha. I've been using this for, it's one of the first supplements I really invested in. It's four years ago, probably. And it's not just any old matcha powder. We're talking organic ceremonial grade matcha tea that has been meticulously screened for pesticides, heavy metals, mold, and even radioactive isotopes. Peak takes no shortcuts. Their matcha is cultivated by ninth degree tea masters in Kagoshima, Japan, using century old traditions. Their plants are shaded for 35% longer than usual to maximize the production of vital compounds like L-theanine for calm, steady energy and chlorophyll for its detoxifying anti-aging properties. I start every morning with a frothy cup of sun goddess matcha, not just for energizing my body, you know, we all want to get that caffeine kick, yeah, okay, but for the amazing gut health, metabolism boosting, and antioxidant benefits. The phytonutrients nurture my digestive system, the EGCG compounds help my body burn calories efficiently, and the chlorophyll gives my skin the awesome reading. You see I'm glowing right now, right? That's because of the matcha. There's perfectly proportioned packets that are easy to mix with water whenever I need to pick me up, so easy to make a consistent self-care ritual. Peak is offering you, the Heal Thyself listener, 15% off of their sun goddess matcha plus a free beaker and a rechargeable frother when you go to peaklife.com drg they're so confident that you're going to love it there's even a 30-day money-back guarantee no code at checkout just go to p-i-q-u-e-l-i-f-e.com slash drg you're going to get 15 percent off plus all those freebies mm-hmm. that's so cool yeah i just love how intuitively you felt to make sound because a lot of people i mean i've done countless yoga classes and there's people kind of just like Right, they're breathing and they're doing the pigeon pose, but I've never heard anyone go. Uh, yeah, babe, but like at a yoga class, I'm yeah, not gonna do that like, sound in a yoga class. <laughs> with, with me, in the back, I would be screaming out loud. I'll be doing class, my I'm own like, cookie stuff in the back. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. But at home, I'm like, nah. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. But that's so powerful yeah. because uh, I think one of the most fundamental pieces for this healing is the connection between the tension and the voice. Yeah. And you felt that moving, and it's like I love that you're doing that for even on a pigeon pose. But in our session, there was so much activation in your mm-hmm. back. And of course there is, you broke your back, yeah. right? So there's still the physical Absolutely. trauma, the remembrance in the body. And over ten, you know, over 10 years ago, yeah. and I've done work on it, you know, mm-hmm. but there's still these layers. Yeah. But it's fascinating. Um, I mean, I just, well, we were just talking off air. I, I got a tattoo, a tattoo years ago on my side and I went to this clinic tattoo? and it says love is all there is. Oh. It was something that I wanted a while ago. Yeah. It's a little cliche. But but it, my body accommodated by moving away from the yeah. space of the tattoo. And, and because of that, it just moved my shoulders off center. My right shoulder is lower than my left. My tattoo is on the right side. And I was like, holy moly. I'm talking to the guy. He's like, do you have tattoos? Because he's looking at the way I stand. And I go, yeah, how'd you know? He goes, is there one right there? I go, <laughs> no. how did you know? Freaky. And I take off my shirt, and he's like, yeah, right there. And he goes, look at your shoulder. And he's telling me the story of my body, but essentially it's that my body remembered the pain and trauma of the tattoo, right? It's like, oh, no, this isn't happening again. You know, we're ready if it happens again. So injuries, it's like we forget, like, there's emotions in the physical trauma, too. Yes, yes, yes. Car accidents, injuries, whatever it is. So, And for me, a big part of the experience of breaking my back was that I realized there's... You know, I got physio afterwards. Mm-hmm. I got x-rays to check everything was fine. But there was no system in place to help me 
deal with the emotional. They, nobody came to me and was like, Jesse, you just went through something traumatic. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to teach you a few things. I'm going to teach you how to shake. Right. We're going to have a little ceremony. You right. know, here's what you, how you should journal. You know, nothing. And so I hope in the future, this is a space I really want to go into as well. I think it's fascinating. I would love to set up like a little, you know, a little course for, okay, you just went through spine surgery. Here are some things you can do to help your body move that. Because I know that all of my mental health issues would have gone so much better, so much quicker had I had these tools. Had you had the support. But I was 19. I was living in London. I didn't know any people who were doing not super mainstream medicine. So it was super lonely. Increasing the accessibility. Yeah. That's what that's that's and but that's where it's moving. It's easy. Yeah, it's free. There's there's a convergence of your work and my work. And it'll be at some point soon. It'll be at some point soon. The blood glucose emotional healing course or something. We got something coming for the people. Uh, when's the book coming out? May second. Okay, and 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 tell us a little bit about what we're gonna find. We got the clues on here, but what's in there? So my first book that came out last year, you know, big success and a lot of messages I started getting from people were Okay, Jesse, I get the science. I think I'm having glucose spikes and I want to change my life. But could you please move in with me and help me actually do it? And so this second book, The Glucose Goddess Method, I envision it to be me moving into your house for four weeks and helping you fast track to steady glucose levels. So it's a four-week, four-step program, essentially. Week one, we look at breakfast. We fix the breakfast situation. We go from sweet to savory. Week two, we add vinegar once a day. Week three, we add veggie starters once a day. And week four, we add movement for 10 minutes once a day. The four most important hacks. Mm. And so by the end of week four, you're having a savory breakfast, you're having a veggie starter once a day, you're having vinegar, and you're moving 10 minutes. Your blood sugar is completely transformed forever. I love that. And because I'm a scientist and I, you know, I wanted to get more data, of course, all the hacks are backed by like big scientific studies that I didn't do, right. done by scientists across the world. But I was like, hmm, what if I ran my own little pilot experiment? Mm-hmm. So I had the great chance of recruiting 2,700 people in October to go through the glucose goddess method. And I'm going to share the results with you because they're so stunning. Please. Okay, so after the four-week glucose goddess method, 90% of people are less hungry, 89% of people reduce their cravings, 77% of people have more energy, Mm. 67% of people are happier, 58% are sleeping better, 58% improved their mental health with glucose hacks, 46% improved their skin, in four weeks, 41% of people improved their diabetes in four weeks. And finally, 35% of people improved their hormonal health. Mm. We had three glucose goddess method babies. Three babies. Three babies. Three women who had been told that they would never be able to have babies naturally because they were not ovulating, they had PCOS, got pregnant. I love that. Because when you fix your glucose, you fix so many parts of yourself. Mm -hmm. One being your fertility situation. Mm And my favorite stat of them all is that 99% of people at the end of the method said they would continue, they would continue this forever. So to me, this is like, okay, like I found it. I found the on-ramp yeah. to the steady glucose freeway. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how it feels. Super easy, no calorie counting, no restrictions. You just add the hacks the rest of the time. You do whatever the heck you want. If you want to eat Snickers, you eat Snickers. Mm-hmm. No problem. Seriously, you just add the gentle giants as the hacks over these four weeks, and you just sit back, relax, 
and just feel yourself transform. I love that. I love that, man. I love those numbers. Yeah. Those are great, great Thank numbers. And St- study. hundreds yeah. beautiful recipes in there. Again, all six ingredients or less, all from so much love uh, on my end, and just gorgeous, gorgeous. This book. is the, listen. I, I, there's so much growth and success in your work because it comes from the heart. It does. Listen, I, I was I was in the jungles of, of uh, Ecuador doing ayahuasca, right? And one thing that it told me is there there is no success truly if it doesn't come from the heart. Mm. Your work has to come from the heart because people are going to feel it, yeah. and that's how you transform lives. Yeah. So it is without a question that your work comes from Thanks the heart. Question. I feel you on the second book. It's yeah. from the heart. It really is. And, you know, I'm... Like, it's really my baby. Like, every single detail and every single photo, every single word on every single recipe, mm-hmm. and like, everything, how I organized everything, the testimonials I put in the book, because many stories, I love having the community in there. All the people in the pilot experiment have their names printed on pages 272 to 276 of the book, you know? It's just, it's transformative. You open it and you're like, fuck, I'm going to do this. Like, it's so easy and you feel like you're part of this group. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I love it. May yeah. 2nd. May 2nd. And we're all starting together on May 22nd. Okay. So get the book pre-order and then May 22nd, we all start. The That's the community four-week yes. method. Okay. Yes. I love it. Thank you so much. How do people find you? Glucose Goddess on Instagram. If you ain't following her, you probably are. But if you ain't following <laughs> her, you need to go follow the charts, the information, the, the bite-sized stuff. Man, that's how I found you. I'm happy that we got number two on the books. Next time you're in L.A., we'll do number three. Next time, then number four, yes, number five. You can take a residency over here. <laughs> I love it. I love your energy. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, Christian. All right. Mm. Look at this. Kept beautiful. Kept on the whole time. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thanks, darling. Fantastic. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Heart. Heart. Yeah. Now, the topic of cookware was one of my first shows I ever did in 2019. And as I said before, it's time to bring it up to date. And it's an important one because cookware is something we're readily interacting with every single day. Now think about the last time you or someone in your house used cookware. It's probably fairly recently, right? Well, the issue with cookware is the chemicals, the chemicals that are leached. Some chemicals are known to cause damage to our hormones or immune system or nervous system. And we pee them out fairly quick. Things like BPA, polystyrene, styrene that are found in cookware. But others stay in our body a little bit longer. Heavy metals are some chemicals that are notorious to be in cookware. Aluminum is one of them. 200 different biological reactions in the body. Aluminum can really disrupt so much of our metabolism, especially for energy. Then we have things like lead, cadmium, nickel, copper. These are all heavy metals that bioaccumulate in our tissues. They don't just stay in the blood. We pee them out, we poop them out. It doesn't work that way. It stays and bioaccumulates for a long term, especially the more we're exposed to it. Things like the brain and the bones and the heart and the kidneys and the liver are susceptible to it. And what happens is when they're in the body, they bioaccumulate, causing inflammation and can cause damage. Tissue damage, immune damage, nervous system damage. So Something that we really need to be aware of, particularly because if we're getting in low doses over time, we have to make sure we're removing most of the stuff that are giving those exposures. It's not going to affect you in the first year, but maybe 10, 15 years down the road. But one of the most notorious and concerning chemicals that come from cookware is the nonstick phenomenon, right? I would avoid nonstick pans, just like I said in the first show. But here's why. Let's go into a little bit more depth. PFAS, I mentioned this a while ago. 
I spoke about these polyfluorinated chemicals. And I went in depth on the water show too, and even the air fryer show. PFAS chemicals have been used in Teflon and nonstick pans for many years now. It's what creates the inner coating material of the nonstick cookware that makes it easy to cook with and clean. And this unique polymer coating prevents food from sticking and really crusting on there. The stuff that makes you really frustrated when you're washing, right? And PFAS, these chemicals, as I mentioned in many shows, are nasty chemicals. They are forever chemicals, meaning they stay in our environment for a really long time, many, many years, thousands of years. And it's a group of chemicals, and there's thousands of them, that they don't just break down. They wreak havoc on not only the environment, but our bodies. They've been known to affect the immune system, the thyroid, they cause cancer, they are connected to low birth weight, and they're present in 99% of us, right? It's been around. It's, it's one of the biggest travesties in environmental medicine is the PFAS phenomenon, particularly how it got into our environment. And it's been detected in rivers, oceans, air near cities, as well as even remote areas, even founded on Mount Everest. And the thing about these is they stay in your body up to 10 years. So the more you can avoid this chemical, the better, because we know it's connected to increased cholesterol, low birth weight in infants, decreased responses to any vaccine, however you stand on that, high blood pressure, and a higher risk for certain cancers. Teflon, which is originally comprised of two PFAS chemicals, PTFE and PFOA. That was the patented formula for their nonstick technology decades ago. And it's come under fire because it's been unsafe for humans. And we know that PFOA has a toxic effect. We found that out, probably causes cancer. But the concern has been with PFOA that it increases the risk of certain tumors. As I mentioned, cancer, but liver, testicles, mammary glands, the breasts, right? Pancreas, we've seen it in animals. And it has an effect on the human body. Some of these studies have suggested that an increased risk of testicular cancer was found with PFOA exposure. Studies have also suggested a possible link to kidney cancer and thyroid cancer, as well as prostate, bladder, and ovarian cancer. But not all the studies found direct links. And yes, we need a little bit more research, which is why it was phased out in 2013. But the other half is still there in Teflon, PTFE. But the concern with PTFE is that when it overheats, they contain ultra-fine particles that when we inhale them can initiate an inflammatory response, even at low doses. And this can cause oxidative injury to our lungs, all the mucous membranes, even the eyes. So there was a study published in Toxicology and Applied Pharmacology, and they showed the phenomenon of the Teflon flu. That was shown when people inhaled the smoke, the PTFE smoke, and they displayed symptoms that mimic the flu. Now, if you use Teflon, are you going to die? No. I use it in college. I'm alive, okay? But I want you to think long-term. Is this something that you really want to keep in your kitchen? Especially when you run the risk of respiratory oxidation, ultimately respiratory damage, and affecting other tissues. If the pan is used improperly, let's say you forgot you had it on, it was overheating, a lot of smoke, that's a big risk, right? Especially that high heat over time. You want to make sure you turn the fan on. So pans usually corrode when it's under high heat, acidic conditions, or salty food. So be mindful if you're married to Teflon or any nonstick. But I would actually recommend just moving away. So here are the pans that you need to stay away from. As I mentioned before, Teflon. The fake nonstick ceramic coated metal ones, aluminum, low quality stainless steel, I'll go into that in a minute, and copper. But what about those ceramic coated nonstick pans? You know, the 
our places of the world, the always pans, the caraways, the green pans. So aside from their stylish and soothing colors and their marketing dollars and their influencer deals, these ceramic coated pans, although PIFAs free, are crap. They're not really eco-friendly. And although no PFAS chemicals are found, they test for it, they still run the risk of leaching chemicals. They contain polymers that could leach. They don't retain heat very well. They're not scratch resistant. They have poor durability. You can't put them in the fridge or the oven. And on average, a ceramic coated cookware is only gonna last for about a year. It's not really green or environmentally conscious. Go to Facebook Marketplace and see how many people are selling their stylish pants. They don't last, they look cool, but they don't last. So avoid these fake nonstick ceramic coated metal pans. It's greenwashing at its finest. And here are better options for cookware. So what pans are best? You wanna invest in good pots and pans. And you don't wanna cut corners, particularly because your food is coming into contact with it. Number one, some of my favorite ones are ceramic. They are the most delicate ones of all, but they overall are the best. I like it because it's non-reactive. It can withstand high temperature. They're not adding chemicals to it to make it non-stick for better or for worse. You don't have to worry about anything leaching into the food from the glaze to the core. It contains no PFOA, PTFEs, no other PFAS, no other glues, polymers, coating or dyes. It's really good. I like the, I have a ceramic one. I like mine. They chip. I'm not going to lie. They can chip. I even have a ceramic tea kettle and it chipped. So it's something to be mindful of, especially if you get rough with your food. Uh, 1B, cast iron. This is non-toxic. It's more durable than ceramic. It's versatile. It's naturally non-stick. As a note, it will leach iron. So it can be enough to raise your blood iron levels. So it's important to be mindful of it, especially if you have hemochromatosis for A or B reason or just high levels of iron or ferritin. You need to be aware of this. I also like the enamel cast iron ones because they won't leach anything. And number two is these stainless steel pots and pans. This is a really good one, but they're not all created equal. Stainless steel is a blend of iron, carbon, chromium. And what makes the metal stainless is that formula. But when it comes to this cookware, stainless steel is most popular because it works with all the ingredients and all different cooking methods. Most of you have stainless steel probably in your pantry right now. But some of them have higher chromium and nickel than others. And some of them have more heavy metals. Nickel is the one that is most concerning and it will likely leach into your food. So there's different numbers on stainless steel. There's 1810, 1818, and 180. So if you're in the business and wanting to get a stainless steel uh, pot or pan, here's what the numbers mean. 1810 means 10% nickel and 18% chromium. Actually, 16% chromium, 2% molybdenum. Now, for 1810, it is the strongest grade of stainless steel. It's anti-corrosive, resistant to pitting. Uh, it's the most expensive one, but also has the highest amount of nickel, which puts you at the most amount of risk of being exposed to that nickel over time. 18.8 is 10% chromium, 8% nickel, but it's less resistant to corrosion, less sensitive to heat and other types of steel. It's vulnerable to water and salt over time, and it's less durable than the 18.10. As you'd imagine, 18.0, 18% chromium, 0% nickel is the least durable, but you have no nickel in there. So this is why not all stainless steel is created equal, because yes, you can get the least amount of exposure from chromium to nickel, 18.0, 
but it's not going to be very versatile and it will degrade over time. So stainless steel is good, but it's, it's not the best. And there's actually another form of stainless steel that was developed that is stronger and it's called 316 Ti titanium and it utilizes titanium. And this one is more resistant to salt and acid. So at the end of the day, it's up to your preference. What's your budget? How long do you want these to last for? If aesthetics mean something, then you might want to get the ceramic coated ones that'll last only a year. It, what you do is what you do, but this information is for you. I would always recommend to get one of the top three that I mentioned. Make sure that the company is inspecting and testing for the presence of heavy metals. Make sure that it's FDA approved and meets California Proposition 65 standards. So you know that you're getting a high quality pot or pan. I won't go into any of the brands, but again, you know how to shop for them. You know which ones to look for. And, uh, and best of luck getting yourself a new set of pans. Don't go crazy on it. Take some time, be intentional, and let this be a long-term thing. All right, I hope you enjoyed that episode. We had fantastic information coming from Jesse. We went in on pots and pans. Uh, if you're looking for any of the highest quality supplements, eco-friendly home stuff, baby stuff, makeup. We got all the best on the Swell Score. Go check out the Swell Score. Membership is now up. And check out the Heal Thyself swag, hts.today. We got sustainable, organic, the cleanest, most beautiful stuff out there for you. We will expand that line very soon. Keep an eye on it and rate, review, subscribe. If you love the show and it's changed your life or changed someone in your life, support the show so we can grow and get to more people. I'll see you next week.